Boom. Welcome back to the Catching Feelings Podcast. Today is Saturday. It is the third day of our four-day break, Thanksgiving break. Your four-day break. Yeah, my four-day Thanksgiving break. I only had Thanksgiving day off. True. It's been super restful for me, though. I'm really grateful for this break because it was really overwhelming starting the quarter. And then, like, if we just kept going on through finals, I think I would be burnt out. It's only the first quarter, but this is a good break for me. Breaks are always good. Yeah. I honestly feel like I was telling Micah this, but I feel like I've learned more this quarter than I have in my entire life. I know. I'll say something about like a allergy medication or like my vitamins or something. And then Nikki's just like, oh, yeah, that's because of this, this and this. Yeah, it's crazy. I feel like throughout my entire life, I was just like memorizing stuff. Or, like, I understood concepts, but now I feel like I thoroughly understand things to the point where I can teach things back. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You say all these words that I've never even heard of. (laughs) Anyway, um, what was your favorite thing that we've done so far in Seattle? I really like when we went to Bainbridge Island. Yeah, that's probably my favorite thing that we've done, too. And then a close second for me, I was also thinking of... The day that we went to Gasworks Park. Oh, yeah. That was so pretty. I I don't know why. That was a fun day. We did a lot. Oh, that's because I took like three days in a row off. Oh, right. So that that whole three days was like just super fun for me. Yeah. And then, well, I remember you were getting really frustrated with hitting. And then you're like, you know what? Whatever. Screw it. I'm just going to take this weekend off. And then you went back the next day and PR'd or something. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes you need a break, I guess. Should I talk about that? Yeah, you can. Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like in the past, I never let myself have a break ever. But then for some reason, being here at Driveline, I like really look forward to taking a day off here and there. I think it's because like nowadays. Okay, so today you went to Driveline from nine something till almost 2 p.m uh-huh. and i was just stuck at your house and i was like literally just sitting around like watching tiktoks all day because i didn't bring my laptop or my ipad yeah so i couldn't get any work done and i was like you know what i'm just gonna sit here and allow myself to do nothing and just enjoy it because i worked so hard up until this point in the quarter that i deserve to just have like a break mm-hmm. but then i didn't i didn't want to let myself feel guilty for just doing nothing yeah because i'm working so hard every other day and i feel like that's how you are this off season because yeah, i think i'm getting to that point yeah you're working so hard every single time that you go in and then like you dedicate everything to baseball so then when it is time for a break you actually finally let yourself just enjoy it yeah because you know you deserve it that's definitely true because yeah a couple weeks ago i took like three days in a row off which I normally wouldn't, like, take a break from. But then, like, mentally, I just needed a break because, like, I've been trying to work on new things at Driveline and, like, get better at things that I'm not good at. Yeah. So, like, that's naturally frustrating because you're trying to improve something you already suck at. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I really needed the, those days off. That's such a funny concept because we are watching this guy today take BP off the machine and he's just, like, serving himself like fastballs down the middle every single time and of course he's like hitting bombs every single time and then you're like i'm getting so frustrated because like the machine is throwing like whatever it's doing like cutters or yeah whatever. we usually hit off the big machine and then it 
like throws faster from a farther distance and then they can throw different pitches yeah like off speed yeah and then i don't even know where i was going with that but that's how everything is like you can like boost your ego and do easy stuff but then you're never gonna get better and you're gonna like think you're so good yeah but then if you like challenge yourself then you're gonna get better that's why i think people never really reach their full potential in baseball because they're like scared to fail yeah, it's, like, so uncomfortable to work on the stuff that you suck at. That's yeah. why. Like, I only like to work on the subjects that I know I'm going to get an A in. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm already good at this. Like, I'm going to work on it. But then I hate studying, and I, like, dread studying the subjects that I know I suck at. Yeah. Coach Kurt used to actually tell us that in high school. Like, to, you should never be scared to fail. Yeah. Like, just try it. Because in baseball, like, if you want to become the best player you can be, then... You have to become good at like every aspect. You can't just like keep practicing the things that you're already good at. Yeah. You comfort, have to cover everything, even the things that you suck at. Comfort is the enemy to success. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So like when you're back home, like yes, you were working out at the Y and you're like pushing yourself and then you're working out like at your batting cage. Yeah. Every day. But then like since you weren't exerting as much time and energy as you are now, you like didn't want to take a day off yeah and then every time you would rest you wouldn't really let yourself rest well also i think the thing that's exhausting me to me right now is that i have to cook for myself yeah but when i'm at home then my mom just cooks everything yeah that's true too so then it literally feels like my whole day is baseball yeah to every everything because you're even trying to like plan because then i have to even like cook for myself and go grocery shopping for myself but honestly this experience is like life-changing for you because i'm already starting to see the results in your body because you're since you have to decide all your meals you know what's best for like an athlete diet so Uh then you're eating like all the super good stuff for you yeah and like you're becoming leaner and like more athletic looking my body's definitely changing and i've only been here for like six well we started noticing changes at like six weeks yeah but I've been here for like eight or nine now. Yeah. But like the first couple of weeks, you weren't really taking it seriously because you're still recovering from the season. Yeah. So it's only really been a month of training. Yeah, that's true. Which is amazing. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you don't lose it all when you go home. Bro. I know. That's what I'm saying. But if I just like, okay, this is my problem with eating. I can eat super healthy foods. Like I, I like to eat simple meals. Yeah, like you like, don't even care. With like lean meats, like I yeah, I really don't care. You could just eat stuff that tastes like cardboard. Yeah, and I'd be fine. But With then like salt when I go there. home, and it's like the holiday time, like Thanksgiving, and then Christmas, and then New Year's, and then like birthday parties or whatever, like they always have dessert, and then I I want to eat dessert. Like I don't want to be the guy that says. Like, no, I'm too healthy to have dessert. Yeah, but then you can have dessert just in moderation. But then that's my problem because I'll eat one and then just like... You can't have moderation. Yes, because then I'll eat one and then I tell my brain like, you know what, just this one time, like, just have whatever you want. And then I just eat it all. Oh, I see. Maybe that's just one thing that you have to change then. Just be like, okay, I'll I'll have some, but just a little bit. Yeah. And then I get, like, a taste of sugar, and it's like, I want to just have it every day now. Yeah, but it might be different now because you don't even like sugar that much anymore. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Well, I'm a sucker for some something, some baked goods. Yeah, 
And like, especially when you go home for the holidays and everyone's cooking homemade. Yeah, they're gonna have like stuff. like homemade brownies or like yeah cookies or something. I'm gonna ha- have to eat it. Yeah, it's okay. Can you can allow yourself to enjoy it just in moderation. Yeah, but I want to like indulge. <laughs> no, no, that like us besides that. Yeah, yeah. Like I want to actually make a noticeable change in my physique. I already am noticing a change though. Yeah, but like drastic. Mm. Like you wanted like, to, to the come point, back to the point where I go back to spring training next year, and like I'm the talk of the town. Like, did you guys see Micah? Like, like he looks so really jacked. good. Yeah. <laughs> you can. You would definitely have to. Well, like based on your training regimen now, you're focusing more on bat speed and like hitting mechanics and stuff. Yeah, mostly just like swing flaws. But like, if you did want to change your physique then you would definitely have to lift more than you are now yeah i know which is like you can't do both so it's kind of one or the other maybe for the first half since you focus so much on hitting then for the second half then you train really hard in the weight room yeah. and then just like do muscle memory and, i like, think repetition. that when i first signed up at driveline the days that you lift are like literally the the heaviest swinging days as well mm-hmm so I asked them, like, should I lift before or after I hit? Yeah. Because if, in my head, I'm thinking, like, well, if I lift before, then I could get, like, a really good lift because I need to, like, get stronger. And then the hitting can just, like, I, I could be sore for hitting. Like, who cares? Yeah. But then they think that the skill work is more important than the, the weight room stuff. Yeah. And I totally agree. Maybe not for, like, high school kids. Or, like, young people. Yeah. I think, like, for high school kids, obviously, weight room is number one. Mm-hmm. But then, if I'm already in Pro Bowl, the skill work is definitely more important. Yeah. Well, like, when your numbers weren't... When your strength numbers weren't average, they are yeah. like, below average, then it was definitely important for you to get up to league average. Yeah. But then, once you're around there, it's more trainable for them, I think, to make you a better hitter. Like, I think they just see more exponential change in working on your hitting whereas like anyone can train to get stronger yeah but this is just their specialty so of course they're gonna say that uh-huh well not only that important but a lot of times like improving your bat speed all it takes is to move more efficiently sometimes yeah and like getting stronger helps along with that but then if your body can like sequence correctly and move the most efficiently it possibly can then like your numbers are already gonna go up right so I think that's why the school work is more important. Yeah. But since you're going to be home for a month, imagine if you work on your swing efficiency like while you're here, while things are trackable and testable. And mm-hmm. then since you're going home for an entire month, you just like go after it in the weight room. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do that, I think. Yeah. And then like those two things combined will like exponentially make you so much better. Yeah. Also, when I go home, I'll have, I'll be able to like lift in the morning and then hit like five hours later in the afternoon but yeah. then when i'm here at drive line like yeah. i don't want to go home and then come back for like my hitting session yeah. you know yeah i just want to do it while i'm there right. so then if i'm able to like separate it with a bunch of hours in between then i can like give my all to both yeah okay but also i was thinking about when i go home i'm gonna like really rip out the bat speed more because when i'm here at drive line then like we take today i literally took like a hundred swings off the machine yeah which is so much so then but like training bat speed requires like max effort swings right so i don't really like get after it because you're supposed to do the bat speed stuff like before the hitting sesh 
So it's like, I'm not going to take max effort swings before I take 100 swings yeah. off the machine. It's so hard, though, because, like, how are you going to lift super heavy, take your max effort swings, and, like, train bat speed all at the same time in one off season? Exactly. It's, like, impossible. That's why Driveline says specifically that you should, you should hit before yeah, you lift. That makes sense. But it just sucks that you can't do all of it because your body can only recover so fast. Yeah. Like, it's, when you, you took... You have to be able to... That's why, like, workload management, you have to track all this stuff. Yeah. Because you need to, like, be the most efficient you can for the off-season yeah. to make sure you, like, but let's say recover like, quick enough and then, like, do yeah. the next thing. But let's say you're, like, you're working with one hitting coach and then training with a lifting guy, like, at a different facility yeah then they then you, can't work together your hitting coach might take you might you take like a thousand swings and then your lifting coach at a different place is going to be like all right let's deadlift a thousand pounds yeah that's actually one of the main reasons that having the program all in-house is yeah. so valuable uh-huh mm-hmm. and then like being able to track these things like okay i lifted for six weeks and you're like i'm gonna go back into retest uh-huh. let's see if i got stronger it's actually really okay. valuable this is Okay, so the hitting trainers at Driveline keep telling me to, like, get my Phillies friends to come out and stuff. And then, like, I don't know. I'm the only Phillies person that that comes here. Mm -hmm. But then they don't want to come out. I don't understand why. Like, actually, we talked about this before. Like, a lot of people's perception of Driveline. Yeah, people's perception of Driveline is, like, so skewed Mm -hmm. in a bad way. And I can't understand why. Because from my point of view, like, I came into... Okay, well, I finished this season with numbers that I didn't really, I wasn't okay with. Like, I thought I could have done better. And I felt like there was something missing from my swing that, like, I didn't have. So then I came to the driveline, and we looked at my biomechanics, and we looked at, like, my batted balls from the season. And we concluded, like, I sucked at pulling the ball. And ironically, the best hitters in the MLB pull the ball really well in the air, and I don't. So, like, we're going to train how to pull the ball. And we're going to retest every six weeks and, like, track your data every single day to see if, like, the changes that we're making is actually improving your baseball. Yeah. Which sounds like the perfect world. But then mm-hmm. some people think, like, totally r- weird things about driving. They think it's about, like, oh, you should be at exactly this launch angle. Yeah, yeah. And, like, They're like, yeah, you need to have that. a swing that produces this launch angle every time. Like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I understand like I definitely understand the value of driveline now after hearing what you do there, but I can see why people watching from the outside who don't know a lot about driveline would think that it's not a good facility. Yeah. Because when you hear it, like, or even when you watch that video of the CEO, how he like developed driveline, you're just like, this is a bunch of physics majors yeah, and kinesiology, kinesiology majors that think that they know things about baseball and they're gonna try to like force onto you their crazy ideas and see if it works out like you're a guinea pig and we're just gonna run all these experiments to see what works best but then when you put it in the way of like okay we're gonna look at you from an analytical standpoint like a data standpoint and then like work with you we're gonna take into account like also what feels good like what you think is actually working like cues yeah, there's Mental still feels involved. Like yeah. people think that driveline is like the new era, the new age of baseball or the new wave or whatever, and it's like too new school. Yeah. But then there's still like old school terminology that's involved. Yeah, like, like giving you certain verbal cues. To yeah, make or something you, like, that you feel in your swing to like make you feel right. Yeah, 
Like that's still involved. There is that, but then it's about like turning that into. Is it actually making you better? Yeah. Is that feel actually improving what we're trying to get better at? Yeah. And that's why you have to track the numbers like every single day. Yeah. That's all they're doing. Mm-hmm. Because and it honestly, could feel like, great, and like maybe you're hitting it a hundred feet shorter. Yeah. And you feel better. Yeah, yeah. So. And honestly. Like, I don't even look at the numbers myself. Like, the hitting trainers Translate look it over for it you. themselves. And then they, like, give you a set of drills to do. But they don't tell you, like... <laughs> they don't tell you what every single number means that they track. Like, yeah. You don't have to look at it yourself. That's Which what is, the trainers are for. Yeah, that's why they have it. Yeah. Because they're the ones that are going to translate all of the numbers for you. Yeah. And simplify it for you. So that you can just focus on certain things yeah. to make you better. But it's okay. Like, everyone has their own way of what they think is good yeah. for their training so it's like whatever works for them yeah but then this is the question that i always ask is like how do you know if you're getting better like you could hit in the batting cage with like an mlb coach every day but how do you know you're getting better if you don't track the numbers until like, you show up to spring training yeah, you don't know yeah. <laughs> until you play the next season yeah and like why guess you know yeah why should you be why should you have to guess even you if you are it? taking live abs you could be like oh yeah today i think it felt better yeah than yesterday but then for me like mm-hmm. i can i can literally show up to spring training next year and be like wow look at this my bat speed improved five miles per hour over the off season yeah and my fast my hardest hit ball improved like five miles per hour mm-hmm. over the off season like i could literally see it yeah see the change not just like okay i think that this session was better than yeah. yesterday's it doesn't make any sense yeah that's true to each their own though i want to go back to well yeah i also going back to like going back to how i look forward to taking days off now yeah i think when we go home in december for christmas and New Year's and stuff it's gonna be so refreshing for me mm-hmm. i'm so excited it's my last break at home because of my job like, I won't be able to go home for any of the summers or winters after this year. But, like, that's why every single time we talk about going home, we're like, okay, let's make the most of this trip back home. Like, everyone else for winter, when they go home, it's like going back to their hometown. But we literally get to take a vacation to Hawaii for yeah. our winter trip back home. So that's, we're, like, super lucky. Except it costs us, like, way more to fly back home yeah true when most every kids time we can want just, like, to drive a few hours yeah but we get to go to hawaii so yeah that's cool well worth it let's do all the fun stuff and eat all the good food i know see but that's the problem we were just talking about <laughs> it's okay <laughs> it's all about balance honestly like the good food mm, whatever it's worth it <laughs> yeah honestly yeah it's worth i'm it. only gonna be home for two weeks so it's well worth it. I, like, never thought I would miss the food from back home. Because when I was in Omaha, I honestly didn't miss it that much. But, like, now I'm starting to miss it a lot. Yeah, interesting. Probably, I think it's just an age thing. Maybe. Because I'm kind of the same way. I remember when my sister used to come home from college, she would always, like, have a list of places she wanted to, like, get food from. Yeah. And I didn't understand why. You were never like that before. Yeah, but then at the end of the season this year... I got excited to go home and I was like, oh, I want to eat this and eat this. And I eat know. This. You never used to be like that before about stuff from home. Yeah. So I think it's just an age thing. Maybe. It's because when we were younger, like your first semester of college, like you're just gone for like three months and then you go home. Yeah. But I've only been gone for like a couple months. 
Yeah, I but so. I think it's because I know I'm not going to go back home again after this trip. Oh. Uh, it feels like the last Yeah. Time. Okay, but also, like, the food in Seattle is so good. Yeah, it is. And we've been cooking really good food, too. Yeah, so, like, you can get really good poke bowls from here, which is honestly probably one of the only states that you can get a, like, decent poke bowl. And, like, all the foods that we eat back home, too. Yeah, like, you can get, like, chicken katsu or whatever from anywhere. Yeah. So, like, yeah, food-wise, it's kind of whatever. But then it does make a difference, though, eating your poke bowl in Hawaii. It does. And, yeah. like, the price difference, too. Yeah. It's just, like, you can't get it anywhere else. And I just want to go to the beach, too. Yeah, but you have to work, though. I know. I'm going to make it work, though. We still have to make the most of it. Yeah. Anyway, what was I going to say? Oh, okay. So, we cooked Thanksgiving dinner this year. Um, instead of cooking a turkey, we roasted a chicken and made like veggies and pasta and a salad and a salad. And it was fun to like cook all day long. But next year, I think we should make like all really good foods, like not think about Thanksgiving, like cook like a salmon or yeah, a just steak. like what do you want to eat? Yeah, and like disregard. But then make it like really good. Yeah. Like if we both want to eat like spam rice. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> like something good. Or I was thinking, like, if you both want to eat steak, just get, like, a nice steak. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that next year. Or if you want to eat salmon, get, like, a good salmon. I watched this TikTok video that was, like, this girl asking, what is the equivalent for a guy when a girl takes, like, a guy's hoodie? And then this guy duetted it, and he was like, it's when a girl cooks for me. So then that's why I've been, like, trying to cook for you what the yeah i would never thought of that do you agree with that the equivalent for when you take my hoodie yeah but like that's not the same for me it's like a comfort thing like i put it on and it's big and i smell it and then like i sleep in it and it's warm it's like comforting i don't know maybe that guy is just like really into food i'm trying to think i think he's right though really because i can't think of anything else or I guess just, like, when you do things for me in general. Yeah. Like, if you just, like, fold my laundry or something, that's, like, <laughs> so good. It's so funny. Being in a relationship is, like, a cheat code. Yeah, because you can just do things, make the other person do the stuff that you don't like. Yeah, like, okay, you were, like, driving me around all weekend, and then you, like, drove me to Costco, like, put gas in my car, and I didn't have to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just really nice. You, like, scrape the ice off my car. Uh-huh. Like, do that kind of stuff. All take, the manly stuff. Take the suitcase out of my outside locker and, like, get stuff down from the top shelf. Yeah. But then I'll, like, fold your laundry or, like, clean your sheets. And, like, I don't even mind doing it, like, washing dishes. That's tight. Yeah. You don't like, even mind doing it? No. Not Dang at it. all. It's like a cheat code. I can, like, let you do all the stuff that I don't like doing, and I'll do the stuff that you don't like doing. Mm -hmm. It is a cheat code. But every week until we leave, I think I'm going to try to cook Japanese food. Like, this weekend, or tonight, I cooked Oyakodon, and Micah said it was so good, and that made me feel so good about it. So now I'm going to only cook Japanese food. I'm totally okay with that, because this is the thing. Nikki made Katsudon, no, Oyakodon. Yeah. And edamame rice yeah and edamame rice and then like growing up i didn't really eat japanese food at home a lot like i don't think i've had a homemade like oyakodon ever in my life 
because my mom cooks and like my mom didn't grow up in a Japanese household. So it's actually crazy like eating homemade Japanese food because the only other time I've ever eaten like oyakodon is from a restaurant. Mm, I never thought about that before. So it's like crazy that you can actually make it at home. Yeah. And eat oyakodon at home because I love it. <laughs> but usually I have to go out to get it, which is annoying. <laughs> So yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I like it when Nikki makes Japanese food. Yeah, I kept trying to make like pastas and like chicken and like chili and stuff. Yeah, I don't know why. But then this whole time, like, you I could have just, just made anything Japanese. Yeah, I should have just been doing what I'm comfortable with. Like, all I want you to do is just make me a ume musubi. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Well, good thing I bought ume from the store. It's perfect. Should have just stuck to my roots to begin with. Yeah. The video's confirmed, yeah. actually. Easy peasy. Yeah, anyway. Let's wrap this up with... Uh, um, we have a question. Okay. Are we going to get uh, Christmas gifts for each other this year? Oh, I like thought about that, but I was like, there's no way we are. Right? No. Or you're not getting me a gift, right? We didn't get each other gifts last year. I know. But then this year, I thought about doing something thoughtful for you, like buying you like toilet paper and like stuff for your house like mm. like more of the shampoo that you like or mm. toothpaste or whatever but then i realized that i'm going home on december 9th and christmas is until the 25th yeah maybe we can just like go so out to dinner instead that idea. yes yeah 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 so i think going to dinner would be nice probably because we were supposed to go to dinner uh like two times already like yeah. a nice dinner and we just didn't it was supposed to be for your birthday and then for our anniversary and we never went. Yeah. So let's go to dinner. Somewhere okay. here, though. Yeah. Or we could go back home. Doesn't matter. But anyway, I want to wrap it up with a food draft for Japanese food. Okay. Should uh, we narrow it down? I guess any Japanese food. Okay. That's more broad. You can go first. More options. You, Me first? Yeah. Uh, okay. With my first... Okay, well, actually, I don't know if this is Japanese. No, it's got to be. Chicken katsu. That is. Okay. Yeah. That's my first pick for show. Okay. I actually knew that was going to be your first pick. <laughs> I only realized that about you like this year that you like chicken katsu. I a love lot. chicken katsu so good. Okay. Um my first pick, shoot, this is super hard. I'm going to go with chazuke because I don't even Okay, your jaws are so bad every time. Because <laughs> it has tea, which I really like. Like you could choose your favorite tea. Mine's genmaicha. And then Nobody you could put like salmon in it too, and it, it includes rice, which are like some of my favorite things. I love some chazuke, but for the first pick, that's kind of rough. Okay, well, that's my first pick, so okay, whatever. <laughs> All right, this really goes to show actually how like. Our appetites are so different. Yeah, but we like all the same foods at the same time. Yeah, but then you want literally tea, water, and <laughs> rice, <laughs> and I want, like, some meat. You yeah, know? okay. But we still end up liking all the same foods Yeah. in the end. Okay, anyway, second pick for me. I'm going to take katsu sandwich. What do no! You call, what do you call oh it? Oh, my gosh. Katsu sando. That's a yeah. horrible pick. Katsu sando oh from Japan. Gosh. If you never had a katsu sando from 7-Eleven in Japan, then you're really missing out. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe you wasted that your second pick so on good. katsu sando when you already made your first pick chicken katsu. <laughs> <laughs> <Can't> <laughs> anyway, go. my second pick, shoot, I 
thought you were going to say something, so now I might have to make it my second pick. But I'm going to just stick with my original one, which okay. is... I'm going to combine two, okay? So I can okay, knock two birds out of Tempura udon. That's fine, because I can't eat shrimp tempura, so like... But like, I like kabocha, tempura, and emo. <laughs> yeah, you can have that, honestly. Okay. That doesn't matter. That's just like an eh. Honestly, for number two, that's kind of high. I mean, that's kind of a low pick. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, for my third pick of the Japanese food draft, I'm going to take chicken katsu curry. Okay, I thought you were going to make that your second pick, but like, why couldn't you just make your first pick chicken katsu curry? Because it's different. Like, sometimes I'm in the mood for chicken katsu curry because it's like saucy and then it's just a different vibe but then sometimes i want just like chicken katsu with katsu sauce like oh like and like mac salad like plate lunch kind mm. okay so all three of your picks include chicken katsu <laughs> i don't think i realized <laughs> how much you like chicken katsu up until this point <laughs> i Wait. love talking chicken katsu okay i guess i should make you some chicken katsu next week then. yeah for sure actually i'm thinking of making okonomiyaki no chicken katsu please okay chicken katsu whatever <laughs> Okay, shoot. This is super hard for my third pick. I was gonna go with curry. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a really good one. I also have a good one in my head. I hope you don't say it right Mine now. is ozoni. <laughs> okay, that wasn't what I, think, what I was thinking. Okay. What were you thinking? <laughs> this is gonna blow your mind. Okay. Ramen. Katsudon. Bro! <laughs> <laughs> You already chose three things with chicken katsu. I didn't realize you like chicken katsu so much. No, okay. That's not what I was thinking. That was just a joke. Okay. I was thinking that, though. Oh, good joke. Okay. Go. Okay, shut up. <laughs> this is going to blow your mind. Okay. Sushi. Oh, my Neither gosh. Of us said you just sushi. blew my mind. None of us said okay, sushi. I would move that to my first pick. Yeah, me too. Yeah. 100%. That's my first pick. Sushi over katsu. For yeah. Sure. Dang, how did we not think about <laughs> that? Now, it's because we were, like, thinking about dinners, not, yeah. like, st- just Japanese food. That's true. Okay, well, yeah, that's definitely my first pick. Um, okay, let's just let's just forget the draft. Yeah. Just list good Japanese foods. I was going to say that. I'm going to list all my honorable mentions. Miso um, soup. Miso soup was one of them. Ramen. Yep. I was also thinking of, like, senbei. I love all kinds of senbei. Yep. I can agree with that. Like, the one that you ate as a kid with, like, the nori on top and, like, shoyu or the I one like that the... has, like, the white specks on it. Yeah, I like that one. That one's good. Um, I used to also eat, like, teriyaki nori, <laughs> like, the one in the container that, like, oh. has, like, thin four pieces inside. And then what else is good? Uh, tonkatsu. Tonkatsu. Okay, yeah. Tonkatsu, We should good. go to Tonkatsu Tamafuji when we're home. Though. I love that place. Tonkatsu's good. Um, we could go to Tonkatsu Tamafuji for the price of a large Ono's plate. I know, right? That's crazy. crazy. We should go there instead. Musubi. Okay, yeah. Onigiri. We never said that on the gra- on the draft. Yeah. What's your favorite onigiri? Ume. 100% ume. Mine's kombu. I love ume. If I could choose kombu ume, I would. Oh, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. I never had that. Uh, what else do I like? I was thinking of other stuff. Soba, I love soba. I forget. Shoot, what else was I thinking? Do you like soba and somen? I like, yeah, but it has to be cold. Yeah, me too. I like cold. And then I like hot udon. 
I had so many in my head that I was thinking of. Yeah, me too. What the heck? I can't remember now. Oh, I know. From like Yoshinoya's. Yeah, Gyudon. Gyudon. So good. Oh, I got one. Wagyu steak. I never had. Need to try it. The, Dude, the, the, the CEO of Driveline. Yeah. He was like bragging to us how he just bought like $600 of Wagyu steak oh from Japan. Oh my gosh. What the heck? I've never had before. But the reason I want to explain why I chose Ozori. Oh my gosh. You don't have to justify your answer. No, but this soup is so good and it has mochi inside. Oh, nabe is up there for me. Oh, I yeah, could shoot. eat that like every that? week. And I just thought of one that I forgot. Oh, nishime. I love nishime. And oden. Teriyaki. <laughs> just teriyaki. Yeah, just the sauce. Okay. <laughs> you like all like the local Japanese foods. <laughs> yeah, you're right, actually. Chicken katsu. Yeah. Actually, potato salad from Japan. That's like the oh, only potato salad I I got eat. one. Butterfish. Oh, misoyaki butterfish? Yep. That's so good. Okay, I think I like I like omit my entire draft. Does that even count as Japanese? I rescind it. Or is that Hawaiian Japanese? That's Japanese, I think. Do you like like saba? I don't think I ever tried it. I think it's too fishy for me. But I like how they eat salmon for breakfast. No, I tried to do that at home and it I want to throw up. No, but you got to eat it the way that they cook it in Japan. Yeah, how do they cook it? Better. <laughs> just better? <laughs> yeah, it's just good. They cook it breakfasty. They also eat ice cream for breakfast over there. No, they don't. Yeah, because our hotel we had we stayed at had like breakfast buffet and they had ice cream. That's like saying that Americans eat ice cream for breakfast because you stayed at the Hilton and they had ice cream for breakfast at the buffet. No, because they don't. They do. I stayed at a hotel no, they like don't. that before. Okay, they don't eat ice cream for breakfast, bro. In Japan, they do. <laughs> no, they don't. They had it at the breakfast buffet. Yeah, that's, that doesn't mean that they eat it for breakfast. I think you have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, this has been the Japanese food draft. A complete fail because we forgot, like, all the good foods. But we'll be back with more episodes. All right. Bye. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating. Okay, goodbye. Bye.